Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network, presented to you by BetMGM. I'm Michael Leboff. Joining me, as always, is my friend Nick Martin. Nick, uh, this is our uh, Stanley Cup final preview. As we all knew, uh, back on October 1st, it would be the Florida Panthers and Vegas Golden Knights in Stanley Cup final uh, and game one taking place in Vegas on Saturday night. That's June the 3rd. We'll start from kind of the big picture. Look at the series. Vegas minus 130, Florida plus 110. I think that looks about spot on. If it was home ice to go in the other way. I think Florida would be minus 130. Vegas would be plus 10. You can try to just flip them. Um, there's, there's some funny questions, I think, for both teams to answer here. You start with the goaltending. Will Aiden Hill continue to play at the level that he was at? Same with Sergei Bobrovsky after two weeks off. Um, and I think the fact that, and, and like how does the rest affect Florida's two weeks? They haven't played in two weeks. I know Vegas is having some time off too, but like two weeks is a very long time to go from playing, uh, you know, this crazy run of hockey. Like if you go back even into the regular season with Florida, they were playing playoff games since mid-February. You can even go to like the All-Star break, and then they get a two-week break, and now they got to pick it back up for the championship series. So um, there's that question. And I think a lot of the questions don't really have kind of logical look at the data answers to them, which makes me 100%. think. Yeah, which is why yeah, I, I really agree with that. And that was the one thing I found the more rest versus rust narratives I go into was that there's not a lot. You can just be like, this is 100% going to apply. Like there's... Teams on seven days rest, which I know is not nearly the same. They're 41 and 35. If you want to pull data that has a big sample in a series. So, but I mean, those but if Vegas, you have, Vegas is also, at, you know, like they're on, what are they going to be on? For six, sure. six or seven days rest And that as well. trend, like half those teams would have been a pretty huge favorite. Chances are, if you rest for yes. seven days, you probably yeah. won in a four game sweep. So it's not like it's a good sample to pull from. And then I think the other one that I looked at, uh, Colorado sat for nine days last year. They were a really, really good team. So who knows? I don't really think you yep. can bank on that, but it just shows that, I mean, you can definitely make it work. Yeah, we're not we're not dealing with, with that team here at all. Uh, so that's one question that I think you, you can have an opinion on it and fine. You can make your arguments about it, but uh, I don't think that there's uh, any, you know, data backed or true 100% logic backing uh, on either way you feel. And then the goaltending too, right? Like Bobrovsky has been incredible. He's the deserving cons my favorite right now. Aiden Hill has been fantastic. He is uh, 10 to one to win the cons despite only playing one full round. But like Bobrovsky coming into the playoffs, we knew what he was for the past two seasons, three seasons, an inconsistent goalie. He shows flashes and then he you know, tails off and his form is all over the place before game one. Or, you know, he didn't even start game one of round one. But before round one, you would have said is Sergei, if, if someone asked you, is Sergei Bobrovsky a reliable goaltender in a playoff series right now at this point in his career? You would say, no. The same question about Aiden Hill, the answer would be absolutely not. Um, 
but either one of them could go in any direction, which is, you know, Bobrovsky could steal the series, Hill could steal the series, um, or they can both fall flat. Uh, one of them could play well, one of them could play bad. Is skull tending? We have no idea. So this is another question that I don't think has any kind of answer to. I think you'd say that you'd feel a little safer betting on Bobrovsky as a plus 110 underdog than Hill as a minus 130 favorite. But the number's still, like, it's not as exciting. Uh, it's not exciting enough to be like, I'm all in fading Aiden Hill here at plus, you know, 160. Um, so that's another thing that's pointing me to not betting the series price and just kind of sitting back. Yeah, I'm not really interested in the series price either. And I think the easy case for Hill, I mean, he's getting way better team play. I, I think if you're going to look at it fairly, like I think Vegas is a better defensive team. They've got a way better defensive core top to bottom. So I don't think you're counting on him needing to do as much. Like where, whereas like if Bob in this series, if, they, if Bob is bad and Vegas won or and Florida won, I would be quite surprised. And I know you could probably say that about either goalie, but like I could see a world where Vegas like makes that work, getting some pretty middling goaltending. Whereas Florida, I think it's like Bobrovsky dominates or they don't win, which is why I kind of actually, you know, I, I still think if you want to just play Bobrovsky to win the Smythe, I'd almost just prefer that to a Florida series price and live with it. Um, but yeah, they're, he's been so good. And to be a little fair to Bob too, in terms of like how surprising it truly is, he was pretty good versus Tampa when they got swept last year. Yeah, it, it just kind of fell apart. And then the other thing I listened to, I was kind of wondering what our takes from the start of line change this postseason. So if there's a good one, it was the game one of the Florida series. We it's just interesting listening to it back that we thought Florida had actually done quite well versus Boston and said, you know, if they play like that, they're they're alive. But the problem is, I don't think they're ever going to get 50-50 goaltending with Allmark versus Lyon at the time. And then it's funny that that uh, it ends up being they go on this crazy run in large due to the goaltending they get. Yeah, just kind of goes to show you how we say it before, you know, at the end of the regular season too. Like the NHL's regular season, this entire season, including the playoffs, ended up bubbling and climaxing at one game, and it was between the Pittsburgh Penguins and Chicago Blackhawks. The Penguins were minus 520 favorites, and they lost to Peter Mrazek and the Blackhawks. That not only put the Islanders in the playoffs, but it also put the Panthers into the playoffs, into a spot where they'd play Boston in round one, and then it ended up tilting the draft lottery to Bedard. Like, we do our best to handicap, but when you get when the games actually start getting played, nobody's sitting there on October 1st or April 1st before the playoffs saying, you know, I think it's going to, this is how the path is going to end up. And it's going to end up with Peter Morazic being the most important player. I think objectively of the season so far has been, that was the most objective. That was the most important performance of the season. Objectively was Peter Morazic playing for the Chicago Blackhawks against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So it's, it's tough to tell, but all that said, like, I don't think the prices are exciting series wise. I do kind of like the over in game one. I think everybody's going to be betting this under. Uh, it's five and a half now. I wouldn't be surprised to see it get juiced pretty heavily towards the under. I think a lot of people are going to accept that it's going to be a feeling out process. I don't think that there's that, you know, there's flaw in that. I think it's probably true. These are two teams from different conferences. Uh, they will try to figure out what, what the other team does well, what, what weaknesses can we exploit. Uh, but I do think that there's a pretty good upper, there's a pretty good chance that Florida especially just comes out as maybe rusty and and just they're not the attention to details a little off and Vegas can catch 
uh, catch them. If you, we've we've said it all along with Florida, they, it hasn't worked out because the unders keep hitting because of Bobrovsky. But if you need your goaltender to play as well as he's played, it means that you're having issues defensively. And if the two weeks off uh, kind of hurt more than they help him, then uh, I think you're looking at what could be an under game. And, and we know that Florida can score pretty quickly. Like they're a very good counter punching team turn the puck over, go on the rush, uh, and 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 be clinical. So I don't mind betting this over despite what we've seen out of, you know, especially Florida for this postseason. Yeah, I really agree. I think that it's actually quite a good spot for the over, and there's a lot of things that work in its favor. You know, they're going to want to feel each other out, but a huge part of it too is, you know, goals happen when people make mistakes, maybe in a, you know, a really high-intensity, nervy kind of first game. We see more of those. Um, Vegas penalty kill has been very that's been their biggest weakness this uh postseason i know part of that was that they played edmonton and dallas's uh penalty our power play was really going good this playoff too but i think it's reasonable to think florida can do some damage there and i think another part of that too is goaltending is harder to hide on the penalty kill where you're always gonna get some shots where shooters have time to pick a spot or or spots where goaltenders are moving more which is makes it harder to Hide a guy like Hill, who I, I he's been really good, but I still it's insane that like his GSAX is actually sitting close with Bob in terms of per game rate this playoff because I I don't think he's been that good. So I think that's one area where Florida can probably uh, get to him. And then yeah, I, I think Vegas. So like you look at what they've done this playoffs and the quality of goaltenders they've played. Maybe the Jets defensively weren't quite all there, but like they destroyed Hellebuck by the end of that. Stuart Skinner. You know, maybe he just wasn't playing that well, but they did really get to him. And then I guess the same could be said for Jake Uttinger, but that is three goalies that most people would consider pretty strong goaltenders and they Vegas scored at will on all of them. So I, I, yeah, I think this one could break open for sure. I think five and a half could actually prove to be a little bit of a lower total in this series. Maybe, maybe not by the end, but particularly early on. And we know Florida, like, I guess both teams are really going to want to set a tone. I wouldn't be surprised to see a a fair bit of uh, minor penalties compared to an average game here. Uh, For game one player props, I I have some bets uh, series-wise that that I like, but let's just stick with game one. Um, And I'll flip it to you if you're you're looking at any any players uh, in the the prop market, whether anytime goal score shots, etc. Yeah, for now, I kind of just had a goal score or... Two goal scores. So I think uh, I'm going to go with Jack Eichel as the favorite in the game to score a goal. He goes right there with Kachuk. I think that he's been playing really well. He's due. I like the way it's going to set up for him on the power play. I think that there's just a lot of arguments why it's his time to finally break through. So for me, I think Eichel in a game where Vegas, I actually am projecting them fairly high as the team total. Like I, I think... I'll believe it when I see it if, if Bob shuts them down as well in this game one. So I like that. And then I know you're big on Duclair, and I agree with that too. I think he's just scoring below kind of expected, like both analytically and the eye test. Like he's dominating on a top line that's really getting going. So I, I know you want to target him in the series, and I agree with that because I think he's definitely playing quite well. Yeah, so I, I'd, I'd agree. Like I think Duclair as like a uh, anytime goal scorer, first goal scorer, whatever you want to do there, score two in a game. Uh, but like you said, I have a couple guys. Uh, we can get the Nick Cousins talk right out, out of the way right away. Uh, once again, I'll be betting Nick Cousins at 201 to lead this goal, this series and goal scored. Uh, and it is a donation. But at this point, it's just, you know, there's one more series left. And I still, like, the, the opportunity is still good enough for him. I'm playing with Kachuk and Bennett that 
most most players that are in that kind of situation, granted they're usually better players, are just never going to be two hundred to one to lead a small sample size series in in uh, in goals. So yep, I'll be on Nick Cousins at two hundred to one uh, to lead the series in goals. Uh, but I like Duclair too, uh, thirty to one. You can find out there. He is the a type of player that in this kind of rhythm that we're projecting for this series, Vegas being the better five on five team, kind of owning possession of the puck, Florida looking to 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 punch on the counter. Um, that sets up so well for a player like him. So I'm hoping he can have, like you said, he he's he had a couple of moments, but he hasn't strung together those consistent games in a row. Uh, but we know he can. So. I'll take him 30 to one. I think he's, you know, got a great opportunity in terms of usage. Uh, he's flying under the radar a little bit because of Kachuk and uh, Barkov or Hagee, et cetera. So uh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take definitely take a shot on, on Duclair. Yeah. And I like for Duclair that Barkov's kind of going offensively a little more now. He's pretty quiet early in the playoffs. I know a lot of people were wondering if he's kind of fighting something or whatever it was, but he was getting going versus Carolina. And Duclair did come through with that huge goal in game four. So, yeah, I agree. I, li- I like Duclair to do some damage there. And then on the series leading scorers for me, I think uh, I call it plus 700 is by far my favorite chalky one. I think he's really due to break out. He's playing really, really well. So I like Eichel. The number on William Carlson is all over the place, but if you can get him at 20 to one, I, I don't think you need to overthink that. He's a 40 goal scorer. He's leading them goals in the playoffs. He's playing on a really good line. I think at that number, you don't need to overthink it. And then my Nick Cousins kind of guy that I keep going to is I keep thinking that Nick Waugh playing on that line with Carlson is due yep. to really get going offensively. He has really good touch around the net, which could pay off in a series versus Bobrovsky, I feel like it almost hasn't shown as much as I would expect. Like he's so good in tight and in, even in shootouts, they use him. So he's one I'm kind of waiting to break through with some big goals. And I'll, I'll probably keep looking to the, looking to that. Well, yeah, I like Wah. I'll probably be on Wah with you. Um, see him out there at like 66 to one. Uh, just, just to kind of explain a little further on cousins in case you haven't listened. Like I like William carrier carrier. I think he's a great, you know, fourth line player drives play in the right direction pretty good touch around the net for a big guy to steal a steal a phrase from soccer he's 66 to one to lead this series in scoring like if you're going to make him 66 i think cousins <laughs> should be right there or maybe shorter um and then there's like you know brandon montour's 40 to one and i know he's very good offensive defenseman but he's still a defenseman and uh, i think getting cousins at five times the odds is pretty wild. Um, so yeah, it's going to be cousins, uh, Duclair and uh, Wa for me. Hockey betting season is here. So get in on the action with the King of Sportsbooks. sign up with BetMGM using bonus code action and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. 
All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah, or any other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk Conn Smythe. Usually at this point of the playoffs, there is almost no like true betting value uh, on the Conn Smythe unless you're looking at it like you are with Bobrovsky. I think you could have done that last year with Kale McCarr uh, and the Avalanche, whereas if you liked the Avalanche to win that series, you could have just bet McCarr. Uh, to win the Conn Smythe. And so outside of that, there's usually just nothing uh, that that that's truly attractive on the board. But this year's half different. It's it's Bobrovsky. If if Florida wins, it's 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 feels pretty set in stone that it'll be Bobrovsky or Kachuk. Like Kachuk would have to have a pretty monstrous series, but he is a media darling. Uh so like you can't discount him yet. Um but Vegas. Jack Eichel's a favorite. He's five to one. But then you got Marcia So and Carlson at six to one. Like you said, Carlson leads them in scoring. Uh, in, in goals, Eichel leads them in points, but he's only one point ahead of March or so. He's only three points ahead of Stone and another player who I'm going to mention now. That's Ivan Barbashev. He's 66 to one out there. I think you might be able to track down an 80 or higher if you if you really you know file through the cabinet. Barbashev is three points behind Eichel. He plays on the first line with Eichel and and uh, March or so. Like he, he's he's getting he's in an op. He has a a spot where. If he if he had a monstrous series, you would be like, would it be that surprised? Uh, and he's going to need it to win. And I know that there's some correlation where if if Barbashev has a, a huge series, it probably means that Eichel is feeding him and driving up his point total too. And and I get that, but he shouldn't be this far behind Eichel, Marcia, so, uh Stone, Aiden Hill. I don't think so. I think if you're looking for a long shot, it, it you can make a case for Chandler Stevenson too. But I think Stevenson and Stone. Will, most of their work is going to be done just trying to shut down the Kachuk line. So I like I like Barbership. I actually think it's 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 a good bet. Uh not just, you know, looking for something fun. I think that there is there's more than enough ways that he wins this con Smythe uh with a huge series here that 66, 80 to one, whatever you can find is is worth a little sprinkle. Yeah, I think for me the Vegas side is just too muddled. I which does work to your point, but I just feel like when you look at this 
he'll have to surpass and then get the votes and they're going to want to do like it just goes to the big name guys so that's my fear with that where even if they end up yeah. close you're going to look at like the two-way play of Eichel and Carlson um just a further note kind of on my bald thoughts because obviously everyone knows Kachuk is right there I think if you polled fans and the media you'd probably get closer to 50 50 so it's a little scary there Part of my thinking is that I do think this series is going to lend itself more to Bob needing to be good, which is where I'm willing to kind of take that risk because I, I fully get that Kachuk's kind of right there and probably like two game-winning goals would do it. Even if I don't necessarily think that's fair, I think probably Bobrovsky has still done you know more. It's a tough argument because obviously they're never here without either one of them. I think it's pretty, pretty obvious to say. But yeah, I mean, I'm fully considering where Kachuk is at. And I just think Bob is uh, also on the board. And then the other thing I think that's interesting, there is, there's sites out there offering a position of Con Smythe winner and goalie is still plus 200. And I think if you can use one of those, that's actually probably worth giving up a slight bit of extra price because Aiden Hill's a little in the mix. I don't know he's, how much he he's should. Ten to, he's ten to one, and and he he'd have to have the goalie version of the series that Barbashev would need to have, uh, to win the award. I think, which is I think playing into why I like Barbashev because if it's not going to be Eichel, like if it's going to be Marcheseau or Carlson, I I still think like they need to have big series, and just because they've been they had a couple really good showings in the past few doesn't mean they're just going to keep that going. So, um, yeah, I I think that Barbashev's in the mix enough at, at, at a long price um, to warrant a look. Yeah, this could be like another thing, you know, that we're talking about in a game or two. We'll see these markets haven't been moving that much. Um, the one that I think a lot of people missed the boat on was probably Bobrovsky. Cause it swung really, really quick two games into the Carolina series. But I think other than that, I could see a lot of these staying close where like, maybe if you really pay attention, you're thinking you're kind of getting an edge. So we'll see. I do want to make one note about Bobrovsky too is um if Florida goes down to nothing or two one or three one, I think you can maybe make a case to buy in on Bobrovsky at that point as again, uh too, uh instead of this the Florida series price. So if you think like the two to one is short and you're like kind of like on the fence about it, then Florida loses game one. Maybe Bobrovsky doesn't have a great game and his price then doubles or something. Uh, I think there 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 will be opportunities as well. Uh, depending how this thing shakes out on Saturday night. Okay, so we like the over in game one. Uh, Duclair is a series-leading goal scorer. You like Eichel. You like Nick Wah. I like Nick Wah as well. Uh, and, of course, Nick Cousins uh, at, at the 200-1 dart throw. Um, let's actually now flip real quick to talk about next year's Stanley Cup odds. Bookmakers had put them out uh, right when this series was set. The the one thing I want to say off the top is I'm excited by them. Um, I usually don't care about like when, when these odds show up because th- so much changes in the off season. And uh, I, I, we know what the, the bookmakers are doing. Like we're they're They're trying to, you know, gauge a little interest, see what they can kind of, if some quick money comes in on a team, then they can say, Oh God, like maybe we, we underestimated this team, et cetera. Um, and they're also, they also know that, you know, places will write content about them and uh, can, can, help drive more eyeballs to their sports books. Uh, that said, the reason I am excited has nothing to do with truly a bet, but more just the way it sets up. So Colorado is eight to one. Boston is eight to one. Toronto, nine to one. Edmonton, 10 to one. The Devils, Hurricanes, 12 to one. Uh, Rangers, Panthers, Lightning, 
stars, knights, and flames are in the teens as well. And then uh, I'm not going to read through them all. But what, what this is telling me right off the bat is that the NHL won't have a consensus favorite like we or an overwhelming consensus favorite like we have uh, in the past few years, whether it was the Avalanche the past two. Um, and then you've had Tampa a couple of times. Like this is it looks like the top of the board is starting to to spread out a little bit more, which is exciting to me. Um, I think these playoffs have kind of shown us once again that like the NHL's parity is 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 insane, and uh, that's nice. Um, my guess is that Edmonton ends up going off on opening night as the Stanley Cup favorite. Um, but what do you, do you have any general thoughts here on how this thing sets up? Yeah, I so I'm always so excited when these lines come out first, and you know you get to try to set the set the value. Um, and I'm very excited looking at this because I think that this year, especially looking at these outrights, I'm just hoping that some of the to make and miss playoffs are set based off where some of these teams are at because there's going to be so much value. The one that jumped off the board to me is just being wrong and they're not going to be this on opening night is the Kraken are 50 to 1 to win outright. And I just don't see in what world that makes any sense. They are closer to the absolute bottom than the top which is just giving no respect to what they did this year. When I think if you look at it logically, they should be as good or better next year, other than maybe the goaltending situation still iffy, but it's not like they had great injury luck this year. Like their top point getter went down in January or February, whatever it was with uh, Burakovsky. They've got some RFA uh, situations to sort out, but nothing crazy. Like I would expect Vince Dunn to be back uh, often enough that I think you can definitely just take 50 to one now. And this free agent class sucks. We all know it. I think that teams that overspend are probably going to wear it long-term. Like it's probably one where like smarter teams that aren't going to be too aggressive, aren't locking up guys because you're just going to pay such a tax to get such middling players, this free agency. But the Kraken do have a pretty good situation. And I still like where some of their young guys coming up are. So yeah, the case for them is pretty easy. I just think that it's a misprice and probably everywhere is shorter by the time, uh, the season rolls around. So that's the one. I think Ottawa is kind of interesting too, where they're at. And I guess Buffalo, when it's going to be so competitive. And a lot of these aren't going to be ones you're going to, like you're just wanting to get into like round two or round three or whatever it is. But I agree. It looks super wide open. Like none of the the Avs being the outright favorite for someone who's loved this Avs team is just outrageous. They have some legitimate problems. I am all over the place. So I don't really see how they're going to be that much better than this year it seems like they're kind of nestling in closer to everyone else at this point i think and then the one uh, you know i'm on this but i would absolutely love if everyone just if florida can be like the third favorite next year with like a point total of like 107 something if they come in as the cup champs i'm already licking my chops at the thought of kind of fading them after this because i I do think it's going to set up for a tough regular season uh yeah the Kind of the, the the teams I've circled right now as potential fade candidates, uh, Colorado, you mentioned, um, Boston as a miss the playoffs long shot. Uh, it's that division. We, we You just said Ottawa and Buffalo. Detroit, you'd imagine, takes a step forward, even if it's just a little bit, taking away a couple points from uh, Boston, Toronto, Tampa. That, that division is going to, hopefully i mean we say this a lot with in the nhl and then it ends up shaking out the same or similarly but I, that division should be a lot more pressure packed than than it's been in years past so uh 
actually that's I don't think Boston or Colorado. I mean, I I, I think Edmonton ends up like I said. I think it's going to end up being with Edmonton as the favorite, and then I think Carolina would and the Devils. The Devils, the Devils they're one yeah. of the teams that's got to be yeah. good. Like I think there's it's, no way the Devils aren't good next year. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. I I think Edmonton. And it's not going to be like clear. I think it'd be like Edmonton in that like eight to one favorite, Carolina and New Jersey right behind them in the East, and then from there, who knows? I mean, because because you look at the, the the four favorites right now, Colorado question marks all over the place. Boston, no idea who's coming back yet. Question marks about you know players like Bertuzzi, Orlov, uh, Bergeron, Krejci, important players for this team they got absolutely world beating goaltending uh and sure they they cleared they lapped the field you know five times over but uh, there's just a lot of questions there the maple leafs god knows what's going to happen with that team in the summer and that puts us on edmonton who i think is at least like on more stable footing than the others um and then the devils and hurricanes so i think that those three teams will end up taking the money like put them as favorites uh looking at long shots i i mean this isn't a cup thing but i know and, and you're gonna talk a lot about them in a few months and i don't so i don't want to spoil it but the blue jackets uh interested to see where like they're right now price is one of the worst teams in the nhl i think that they're probably seventh worst um in terms of like where they'll end up their situation will end up for, for next season. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, that middle of the pack is, is going to be interesting. We'll see. I think we could have another situation where I'm slamming my, my fists on the the desk saying the buy low on, on Washington, but, uh, Uh, we don't see the stars aren't there. The stars aren't there. You can't win with what they got is my problem. I think it's too hard in the East to have, yeah, they could. Yeah, that's off. And OB trying to play other teams. I think they could be a bounce back in terms of like make playoffs, markets, that sort of thing. But I just, I think that day has passed. Where the yeah, Caps we'll see, have we'll see how they power. what what they do though. Uh, yeah, and then the other one too. Last thing, uh, I think ideally we'll try to come with some more concrete stuff maybe near the end of the series on the draft because this draft is pretty fascinating i honestly think in the time i've like deeply paid attention to drafts this top 10 is as interesting as it gets because the case for so many guys is so compelling there's a lot of years where i think everyone on twitter and all these you know armchair gms it's kind of obvious what you think someone should do i think this year's really complicated because of the case that will smith is making and leo carlson and then the whole michikov thing on top of that it's just fascinating and i do think it's the kind of thing where if you really rate really pay attention hopefully they there could leak into having some betting value because some sites do have long numbers on guys to go in very specific positions so we'll see i i'm, I'm definitely pumped about it perfect all right uh so that's it we've got you set up for uh game one of the stanley cup final we'll be back ahead of every game uh, even on the weekends for the for the cup final um so we'll be back again on uh, Sunday night for Monday morning ahead of game two. For Dick Byron, I'm Michael Lebo. Thanks again uh, to BetMGM for sponsoring the show. And good luck with, with all your bets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. 
If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.